What's up and welcome to Rant and Rave Wrestling episode 89. I'm your host, the Double R Superstar, Roy the Roy Rowe, and with me today is the biggest, most awful, most tragic man in human history, A.C.M. This week you'll hear us talk a little about ourselves and a lot about wrestling, all leading to our main event, the R&R Battle Royale, featuring Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. Now, long-time listeners, you probably noticed a few differences in the intro there. First of all, there is no Blake Short with us the week, the man who claims that he is the head of the table, the man that claims that he provides for this podcast. Well, he's not here to provide today. Now, normally, Blake has his laptop with him, and that's that's what we use to record. This week, we're trying a Chromecast. Uh, so, if what you're hearing today sounds like absolute garbage, here's what I want you to do. Find Blake Short on social media. If you want, reach out to me. I can give you his personal cell, email, address, whatever you need. And I want you to just basically harass him. Yeah. Uh, now, the other difference that you may have noticed is that AEW is not included in the R&R Battle Royale this week. That's because AEW does not happen until later tonight, which leaves us with just Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. We are sorry. We are so sorry. This week in wrestling, I did not have a good time. Yeah. At no point was I sports entertained. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I usually try to be pretty positive coming on. And I I, don't get me wrong, I still have have some raves, and I'm going to try to focus on them. But man, Raw felt like Raw was nothing but kind of these, not false finishes, but just assisted finishes. And then SmackDown felt like Land of the Rematches. Yep. Uh, NXT, NXT was a nice break, though I don't feel like NXT really reached the heights that it normally does this week either. Yeah, this was a weaker NXT show for sure. Uh, but before we before we get into the rant and rave, Antonio, you want to tell me a little bit about what you've been up to this week? Um, I've been playing a some more Danganronpa, Danganronpa two. Danganronpa two. Spoiler alert ahead. Spoiler alert. Um, I've learned very quickly that you know last game Danganronpa one, there were like one or two people where I'm like, all right, they're clearly crazy, they're clearly insane. I get to Danganronpa two, and into the second trial, I am realizing everyone in this game is crazy and everyone in this game is insane. I I don't. So I have a habit in game, in most games where you can make a decision to where you befriend someone, I usually end up befriending the wrong type of people, somehow, someway, each time. So this time I befriend someone named Pekka, maxed out her friendship, and and it was all good. I thought she was a really cool looking character, um, I liked her backstory, and I get to this trial and she's batshit crazy essentially. She's wearing an anime mask. Calling herself a sparkling justice. Sparkling justice. Monologuing on and on for about, it felt like 15 to 20 minutes at a time, to which Monokuma, the game's mascot, who was holding the trial, was asleep for 90% of it. And then you find out she's even more crazy, because in reality, she's just, she views herself as just a weapon to be used by the Yakuza. So it... I don't know who what I'm doing with these social relationships. Clearly, there's something wrong in my head to where I I keep trusting in the wrong people. Maybe I need to evaluate myself and stop looking at all these other people. All right. There's there's not a lot of wrestling news to talk about this week. And I'll be honest, we've 
We've attempted this about five times already, and it has crashed every time. So out of absolute pure fear, we're going to move on straight to the Rant and Rave Battle Royale. Um, now, Antonio, you can't, you can't rant the entire time, okay? Listen, I speak on the product they give me. <laughs> I'm going to try not to. Bring bring some positivity into this, okay? Okay, I'll bring some positivity into it. All right, great. So I'm thinking we're going to do normally we do three round, five rounds of uh, rant and rave. This week we have one less show. I think we'll do, and we also have one less person. We're going to do three rounds. At the end, we'll subtract the rants from the raves, declare a winner of the week. Now next week is going to be exciting because there's going to be two dynamites in one battle royal. So you're going to have AW in there twice. You'll have NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. This AEW is only... You know, every week, WWE has three shows. They're in it every week three times. It's uh, crazy. I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah, and only once before, I believe, when they did a Saturday, did AEW pop up twice. So it's going to be really interesting to see where things land next week. Uh, but this week's our rotation is... Raw. That's Roy Antonio. The Winged Dragon of Raw. Yeah, this week's rotation is the Winged Dragon of Raw. Even though I, I personally prefer Slifer. I know that you've always been a. a I mean, Ra I'm not going to hate on Slifer. Slifer has one of the coolest designs. Well, can we both at least agree, fuck Obelisk? Yeah, fuck Obelisk. Right, I'm cool. never banged with Obelisk. All right. I, I'm desperately going to look for a, a rave to start things off. And you know what? I do have one, and I mean this genuinely. I am giving a rave to Jimmy versus Ziggler. Now, let me, let me explain, because Antonio, Antonio looks a little upset here. I've been an advocate for, I've been advocating for Dolph Ziggler for a long time on this podcast. I genuinely believe he's one of the best wrestlers of our time. The booking does not match that. And going into this match, I when they announced it was Ziggler that would be facing Jimmy, I told, I started talking to my TV as I normally do. I tell Jimmy, don't even worry about it, man. You got this. This is nothing. Um, Ziggler, over the years, he just... He seems, I, and that, I know they had their tag run recently, right? Yeah. But I just, when it comes to these single matches, Ziggler cannot get it done. And we've started to see more and more zigzags per match, not putting people down. We've seen different variations. I remember he hit like a super zigzag on Mysterio not too long ago. That one didn't work. Um, this week, he did it onto the steps. And visually, honestly, this is one of the best spots of the week. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if Jimmy was meant to hit the corner of each of these stairs or just fall backwards on one. I I can only imagine how that must have felt. And I like Jimmy and I like Ziggler, even though, you know, Ziggler, like I said, he hasn't been impressing me too much lately. Jimmy, he's on his way to be in main event Uso. He says he can get it done just like his brother. This is sort of a dream match for me. Um, and I felt like they actually gave the two guys time to put on a good match. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I love, before they go to commercial break, it's just zoomed in on Jimmy, and he just goes, ow, like very loudly at the zigzag on the steps. That was his only response. All right, so what do you got for round one? I'm going to start it off with a rave. Okay. And it's going to go to Monday Night Raw. All right. For one reason and one reason only. Give me Kofi versus Bobby Lashley. Give it to me now. Give me what I want. 
I want to see it. I want to see it at SummerSlam. I want it to be some kind of stipulation. Do you want it now or SummerSlam? I, I want it now, but I also realize if I want it to be what it can be fully, it needs to happen at SummerSlam. Hey, you mentioned a stipulation. What kind of stipulation would you want to see to that match? If Bobby wins, Kofi has to join Hurt Business. So you want to? You would like to see Kofi in the Hurt Business? Though? Yes, and I honestly would like. And, and this is kind of. Off topic, this is just my hopes and wishes for the future. I would love if it Kofi himself started realizing before the match, you know, his mentality starts to change a little bit to where he gets more aggressive. He starts to act more heelish, but he's still not fully there, but he's kind of like already embraced it. And he loses, and I would love for the story to be, well, this was the last step you needed to take was joining us. And I would like to see a resurgence for him afterwards. What would you do with Xavier in this situation? See, Xavier's rough because with the G4 thing happened, I don't know if he's going to like be wrestling that much more. It seems like WWE has kind of... For the sake of discussion, let's say that we he's going to stick around. Okay. How would he fit into this puzzle? Mm. See, I don't, I don't know. Me, personally, I feel like if you, you were just to... just want to ditch him? That, that's the thing. I don't <laughs> want to, but I feel like if you bring both Xavier and Kofi in, it doesn't do as much for Kofi anymore because MVP and Bobby Lashley have been telling him that that Xavier's been the problem the whole time. So, I, I mean, I would have him go on a singles run. I don't. Pe- Xavier's an excellent wrestler. I love them in TNA's Consequences Creed. That was one of my favorite gimmicks ever. And, like, a lot of people forget that this man... Used to have like amazing, amazing. Well, in my opinion, four or five star matches with Jay Lethal on the regular. Like, dude can wrestle, and I, I would like to honestly see if he does split up, but let him go back in that singles role. Let him shine because Xavier hasn't, man. So you would do a full split up of the New Day then, pretty yeah. much. Like Big E's. I mean, Big E's on his own, but he's still New Day. But he's starting on his path to going back again. So let the other two do it too. All right. Round two, we're going to talk this one out, okay? Because okay. I, I don't know if it's a rant or a rave. And in my notes, I simply have written, Nikki? Question mark? Here's, here's how I feel about the Nikki Cross thing. Um, I, I very strongly believe that one of the best things you can do is kind of put each wrestler's character in their own hands. I think that when you do that, you've essentially quadrupled the amount of writing team that you have in wrestling when you take inspiration from your wrestlers listen to what they say that's so many different minds coming together um so i really i very much like when wrestlers are in control of their own gimmick and what they're doing and you can kind of you'll either rise or fall based on that yep so the the nikki cross gimmick what is her name some kind of butterfly? No, she just said she was the spirit. This embodies the spirit that lives inside of us. It was a butterfly, though. Okay. It was a butterfly emblem. I can't figure out how I feel about this. I I like Nikki Cross. I think she's very talented. And I'm excited for her to have something. It, and it's just her her enthusiasm that kind of in, is endearing to me. I'm happy that she's getting to do what she wants to do. This, however, is not a choice that I think I would have made for anyone. No. Now, of course, we have people like uh, Hurricane and Rosie back in the day, Mighty Molly, and we still love and remember them very fondly. So who's to say this can't work? But talk this out with me, Antonio. Is this a rant or a rave? So I'm I'm the same way. I have no idea what to think of it, man. Um, 
I, I agree. I like when wrestlers have their own creative ideas. And I, I, I see, you know, a lot of the internet saying, since it was our idea, we have to give it time. And I'm just simply going to say one thing. Not everyone has good ideas. And honestly, Nikki, I, I, I love you too. It's, it's, okay, you beat, they had her beat Rhea, who was the current champion mall. And they had her beat Charlotte, who was, well, Charlotte Flair. And this was the result, like, this is what came out of her being two people of that caliber was this gimmick. Doesn't fit to me. Now, if it was, like, a a different, like, I honestly believe she should have went to back towards, like, kind of the sanity gimmick. Not heel, but, like, she doesn't care. Like, she's crazy. She's going to do whatever the win. That Nikki Cross was enjoyable. And it just, it just went the complete opposite way. She's like, I'm a superhero now. And I... We can't make fun of Ricochet anymore, saying he's the man who thinks he's a superhero, because Nikki Cross is a superhero. And I know a lot of people are making the Hurricane and Molly Holly comparison. At some point, Hurricane Helms got stale and had to become Gregory Helms and have that great uh, Cruiserweight title reign. At some point, Molly wasn't always a, a mighty Molly. She was right to censor Molly, and regular Molly was putting on great matches. I feel like we haven't had that for Nikki, so that's what's going against this gimmick for her. It's like we haven't had a lot of, outside of the Alexa Bliss tag team, where they had tag team success, she hasn't really had a lot of, like, things on her own. So, like, this is where her big push is, like, you're a hero. And that's hard to get behind when I haven't seen much else. All right, so we're we giving it. We're we giving this one a rant this week. I'm gonna give it a rant. All yeah. right, we'll keep our eye on it. See, see how things go next Monday. What do you got for round two? Round two. See, let's 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 discuss this one. Okay. Because I actually have this down as a rant, and you are gonna be really surprised about this. Okay. I'm gonna read you exactly what it says. Eva Maria's story. I actually want her to wrestle, as in talking about Eva Marie. Hmm. And you have this as a rant? Yes. Okay. Well, it was a rant. I have this under a rant simply because Dewdrop is a selfish <laughs> bitch. Wow. She is a selfish bitch. They had this match won. Eva Marie, with all of her talent, all of the training that she's put in to get to this point in her career. Okay. <laughs> for Dewdrop to take that moment away after Eva Marie brought her to the main roster, brought her up from... Wherever she was, I, I've never UK. I've never heard of this woman in my life. She's oh. practically a nobody. Eva Marie, she she she, I'm just so upset. Eva, she didn't deserve it. Okay, so folks, I'm not agreeing with that. Eva Marie, she jumped off the apron first when she typed in "dewdrop" to do what to do what Roy. Explain to me what Eva Marie was doing. She was coaching her protege. It was a tag team match. Yeah, the woman was in there and only worked for two minutes and then was crying trying to tag out already. Because she did her dewdrop. No, it's bullshit. But first no. of all, first of all, dewdrop, that's the first time I've ever known the woman's name. So Eva Marie, I just can you not see what Eva has done for this young girl's Hyper career? Heaven. That name was is her name. Dewdrop. Her Instagram still says Piper. Heaven. But no in all seriousness, I, I the story, it I, I liked it. I didn't expect Dewdrop to turn so quickly, it seems like. And I don't, I honestly don't want this to only be you brought in Eva Marie to bring a Piper Nevin. I mean, I, it might be that, though. She might not really be able to wrestle all that well still. And so they subverted expectations to get 
True. You know, another star. Yeah, true, but it was like, I was so excited to be like, man, she's really doing these promos. I want to see how she impressed. Like, I was really willing to give her the chance and see what she did. All right. So, hold up. I've lost track here already. Round three, because I just went on round two. But that doesn't make any sense, because I only have three things. I only have three scores. No, I do have four. Sorry, folks. I can't count to four. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Round three. Um, I think I might... No, I got one more rave in me. I got one more rave. I can do this. Uh-oh. I got another rave. Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song is a rave for SmackDown because this was the biggest rave of the week. Literally, this was a rave party. Shinsuke Nakamura jamming out in the ring. Rick Boogs jamming out. Uh, what, what's, what's this, what's this guy's name at ringside? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's on the table. He's having the time of his life. On. Doing the Stone Cold Austin cheers <laughs> with two waters. And then, this this was the part where I knew that this would have to be a rave. Then we cut to Sonya and Adam Pearce backstage rocking out as well. Yes. This is this will be one of my new favorite spots every week. If After Shinsuke gets his win, play the music, and then we just go, cut to a few different wrestlers jamming out. I, that was so much fun, I started dancing myself. Oh, I... I love it because Michael Cole just—he cannot stand while Pat McAfee's doing it. And all know he go, "Oh yeah, oh hell yeah!" And I'm like, "What is he doing?" And it shows the water bottles because that's something we do as fans now, just as a joke. I apologize for forgetting Pat McAfee's name. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> I, I was thinking last night. You know, sometimes wrestling fans—it's kind of like a, kind of like an exclusive club a little bit, right? Like we can we can judge outsiders pretty harshly. Pat McAfee made the transition to commentator with just no issue. And it's because of the feud that he did with Adam Cole, where he looked absolutely fantastic. Yep. And now him and Michael Cole have turned out to be an incredible pairing, in my opinion. I agree. All right, what do you got? Uh, Well, this is going to be a rant. I'm sorry, folks. Okay. I am so sorry. There's no way this can go on. Without not being a rant. And it is going to the Scottish whiner, Drew McIntyre. The Scottish whiner? Drew McIntyre went from badass who could beat Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Randy Orton multiple times, uh, uh, Bob Lashley, to I think I deserve a match because uh, WWE Championship is my destiny. I'm hurt, but I need the WWE Championship. Uh, I'm so tough. Be- but I need to do this match in order to win, in order to get the money in the bank. What was bizarre to me is the entire match they keep playing up what Drew went through on Sunday. Like, Bob Lashley didn't go through the same match. And then, fight in a Hell in a Cell on Monday. Yes. But but yet, which we'll probably get to later, they didn't mention Bob Lashley's match the night before at all, even though he was in a harder match than what Drew was, and he was in the same match. They're turning Drew into... Literally a whiner. They think that they're making him like the sacrifice, like this. He's putting himself. Like he's out a martyr. There. Yeah. yeah, like it's all on the line, and he's not coming off that way. He's coming off as a guy who whines because he can't win. Yeah, I'd really rather Drew just kind of take a step back right now. He's been in the title picture for so long, very deservedly. He killed it. Yes. But at this point, just take take some time away from the belt. He had his rematch. Then he was in the match for the Money in the Bank qualifier. He loses that. Now he's in a last round match to get another shot at the Money in the Bank. And it's just getting to be too much. All right. Well, I know I said that we were only going to do three rounds, but we're actually only 19 minutes in this well, thing. Let's keep going. So yeah, let's, let's keep on. going. Yeah. 
for round four, I'm going to give a rave to NXT, and I believe this is their first time getting on the board, and it's Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano is like the perfect gentleman. <laughs> he, came, he came into William Regal's office this week, couldn't have been more polite, right? He, he even brought him a new pencil. Now, for some reason, William Regal continues to be an absolute asshole to Johnny Gargano, proving what Johnny has been saying all along. And what what do you have to say for that, Antonio? Because I know that you're a William Regal, uh, what do they call it? Empathizer. Fan. Empathizer. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so people tend to have selective memory, like Johnny Gargano wasn't just a asshole to William Regal throughout his whole <laughs> North American title reign. He would barge into this man's office, knock his pencils and stuff off the table. The only reason he is being nice now is because he does not want you to get choked out like Cole. I, I, I love Johnny Gargano. I had this as a rave, too. Um, of course, he still made the mistake he couldn't help himself but to say something about carrying, which didn't end up well for him later on. But Johnny Gargano, I think, is clicking on all cylinders as far as gimmick, which is it's rare we have a common it's rare we have a combination of someone who has the wrestling ability and the character on multiple levels to do what Johnny Gargano does. I've loved the way since like since they've basically got together, this really allowed him to shine. And I I honestly want to see kind of a tween or a face Gargano go against Karrion Cross now. Well, I think we may be headed that way. I don't know if he wins, but good luck. What do you got for round four? <clears throat> Technically overtime at this point. Overtime. We over-deliver on this podcast. What it's going to go to Raw. Raw? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I got to give it to Xavier Woods, man. There's a rave? Yes, that promo. Like, that promo he gave before when Bobby Lashley challenged, basically, you know, he challenged Bobby Lashley to the match, and they were laughing. And, you know, he made jokes about it. And Xavier, I felt like there was a lot of real in that in, in that promo. I felt like he personally felt like he was talking to the doubters online that have probably said, well, Big E and Kofi are the ones that went on to actually do something. You're kind of just there. You're just the game guy. And he touched on that a little bit. He said, you know, I'm known for G4. You know, I'm known for up, up, down, down. He says, but don't get it twisted. Like, I am like, one of the best athletes here. Like, I can put in the work. Like, I am that type of wrestler. And, I mean, of course, we knew from the beginning. It's like, well, you probably ain't beating Bobby and in, in a cell at that. But the match, like, that the match is separate. But the match ended up being good. And the promo, the promo beforehand, just, it was amazing. Like, I, it was, I felt it, man. All right. For my final one, I'm going to give a rave to... Morrison versus Randy Orton. Now, Raw had a lot of, like, kind of matches where some outside force impacted the decision. This this one included, but, you know, it's not always the wrong decision. Sometimes it fits, and this fit perfectly because Morrison probably needs a little bit of help beating Randy Orton. I mean, he's Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. And I would much prefer Morrison, like if I had to choose between Morrison and Orton, I think Morrison could probably be a little more interesting in Money in the Bank. And I always prefer to see people in that match that haven't had title reigns, world title reigns. So Morrison fit for me. But the interference in this particular case, the Miz outside of the ring in his wheelchair with the drip stick squirts Randy Orton right in the face. And he seems so pleased 
that he was able to get him right in the face, by the way. He looks like he shocked himself with his aim, um, which I don't know why a man in a wheelchair would taunt Randy Orton. Yeah. Probably not the best idea that the Miz has had. No. But Morrison got the win. Yeah. He helped us all me out. So, I, I mean, I love that. And I think that Orton and Morrison did put on a pretty good match. Also, I don't know if Roy told me already. I don't know if I'm stupid. Someone comment later on. I thought, more, like, they put, when Morrison went for Starship Pain, they started off in slow motion. Like, they recorded it in slow motion, like his entrance. But he actually went, like, he went that slow and then did the move. If he did, how? Yeah, so it looked like as he was as he was coming up, normally he it's one swift movement of up and down. Yep. In this case, he kind of held himself for a second. I don't know if he was just trying to steady or what, and then just came straight down and back into Starship Pain, which you're right, it made it look even more impressive. Like it, That was amazing. I'm like, how did he get the momentum to do that? All right, Antonio, you got the last score. Where are you putting it? Don't say stay silent for too long. You got your finger in the air here. People can't see that, though. They don't know what you're doing. I'm consistent. You're consistent? So this is Rand is going to NXT. And what I told Blake two weeks ago about these people coming over from Evolve just to be jobbers. And it's going to Carmelo Hayes because, for once again, someone came in from another company. It Roy said it best while we were watching this. Why? What are you getting all of this into these people here? Yeah, I get, you know, we're putting these people on a on a bigger stage. I'm seeing their names for the first time. But I would like for a few of them to win. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of cases, when they're coming over, it's pretty obvious from the start that they're not winning. So a match like this one with Adam Cole, we know everything going on with Adam. He's not really taking a loss here. And then they had, the, like, they had the nerve to have Carmelo do the, like, ruthless aggression thing. So he does it, and I'm just like, bro, we know you're not winning. Like, Adam Cole is about to beat the hell out of you. Well, like, to be fair, it was a John, decent match. John Cena didn't win that match either. No, but it's like you <laughs> you copy that iconic moment yeah. for just a, essentially an enhancement match for Adam Cole. Come on, man. All right, let's do honorable mentions where we reverse the order. So, Antonio, you'll be first. You have some honorable mentions for Rants. AJ Styles, I don't know what happened, man. You ain't that phenomenal. You a little, like... You're just nominal right now. Forget, forget the fu- the full. You're just nominal. Okay. So nominal AJ Styles with the tag team title. Some constructive criticism. Can't, can't win right now. <laughs> can't win at all with the tag team belt. Um, I waited on this Frankie Monet. Um, yeah. Kind of the same thing. Her debut encore. Yeah, it's like, and it's and here's the thing. I'm not putting it all on her. They keep giving like, uh, from my understanding, everyone is telling me like that she's really really good. I I don't really know much about her. I haven't really seen her, but this is like this is my first interpretation and first impression, and I like it. Like you did kind of the same things both matches, and it could have been the opponents weren't that good, like up there. But you, it, you're supposed to like Roy said before, you're supposed to feel special. They made a big deal about you, and they gave you two enhancement matches, weeks apart at that. It wasn't even like you did it one week and then the next week you did it. They had a break in between, and still did the same thing. Um, <clears throat> On SmackDown, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a rant, Bianca losing that mixed tag match. We want to know why? Because WWE can't make up their goddamn mind, and I'm tired of it. You you either go all in on someone, or don't. You already had her, in WWE's mind, they're like, well, yeah, we can set up this match now for SummerSlam. She already beat her in a cell. That should have been it. 
Like, that should have been it, WWE. But no, you would like us to see this again. And you're hurting Bianca. Because you're having her come out here saying, she's the best, I beat you, which she should be saying, because she did beat Bailey. But then you have her come out and lose in a mixed tag match. So, make up your mind, WWE. Like, do you want her to be like the women's division, or do you not want her to be the women's division? It's annoying. Because I've seen you push other people more consistently, like way more consistently, and they weren't as good. So, no, I'm not going to allow it. Well, I have no choice. I don't work for WWE. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what you're going to do here. Uh, they complain gonna, on the podcast. I'm going to go to Yelp. <laughs> and I'm going to complain. What else? You got anything else? Um, uh, hold on. I think I had one more thing. You pretty much you pretty much touched on all of mine. If you end up having some more, we'll go back to it. Do you have any honorable mentions for Rave? Well, the Hell in a Cell match. Like yeah, that was a match good match. Between Bobby Lashley. Um. Um, the Roman, this Roman Reigns manipulation of his family, the man's just, uh, he's, he's a genius and a snake at the same time. It's like his tongue is made out of gold. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's just ridiculous. Are you excited about Edge's return? No, not at all. Not one bit. Because you don't sit there and have Seth Rollins go, I'm next, at the beginning, like, towards the beginning of the show, which... Seth, yeah, you Seth, you're right. Anytime you can just go up there. What he decided was, you know, how about we do something different? Let's give him Edge. Problem is, that's not different. I've seen him, as Roman put it, smash him, stack him, and pin him. Why am I? He beat two people at the same Edge plus another party. Now it's just Edge. This man's going to get murdered. Edge, stop. Go home. You, you get in the Rey Mysterio syndrome. Go home to your family. Leave the tribal chief alone. I would like to see Tribal Chief versus Seth Rollins, someone that actually might stand a chance. Don't do this to yourself, Edge, man. Don't do it. All right. Anything else for Rafe? No, that's that's it. How'd you feel about the diamond mine? I can't ran or rave on that, honestly. Um, I didn't even see that happening. Like, I remember we kept Surprise. saying, like, yeah, next week, and then we just read it off. We're just like, oh. Um, it's because I don't like Michael Bivens. You don't like Michael Bivens? What I do you got like against Tyler Rust? Oh man, do you like wrestling? Yes. I know I ask this a lot, but do you like See, wrestling? The problem is, like, remember that short period of time when they were like, "Hey," and actually was like, "Hey, everybody, uh, Tyler Rust is a big deal. Here he is every single week in matches that don't make sense, and he was beating people like Cameron Grimes." There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really like him. I don't know much about the. Um, I forgot his name. I did look into it. Uh, someone, the guy who was hired from Big Japan Pro Wrestling, I've, he's 41, but I've heard, like, the dude's like a beast over there, um, and Roddy, Roy hates him, but Roy knows me, I'm always gonna love the Messiah of the Backbreaker, man, I'll love me some Roderick Strong, that's why it wasn't a rant or raid, because it's like, alright, one part I definitely love, one part's unknown, one part I, two parts I hate, so I gotta wait to see more from it, you know? Alright, so that wraps it up then? Yep, so it looks like you got all of mine there as well. Definitely the Hell in a Cell match on Monday deserves some recognition because that was a fun match. Yes. Edge's return, it's such a, you know, I hate to like be down on that because it's Edge. It's so cool. Like I love Edge. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not into the Edge and the Roman thing so either. So literally not, I think we would be a little bit more acceptable of it if they just didn't show the Rollins thing. A little bit more, not much. But don't show the Rollins thing. Well, I still, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I like the Rollins spot, and I almost, I think that's the tease. Like, this is the big one. And I'm thinking maybe maybe Roman gets through Edge at Money in the Bank, 
And we do Seth and Roman at, at SummerSlam, you think? See, I am forget. I forgot all about Money in the Bank. You're right. You're right. Hopefully that's what happens. All right. The scores are in. This week, your winner, Friday Night SmackDown. Bailey.